0: Hey, welcome into the Down the Road Podcast. I'm Nick Grunewitz, the voice of your Lakeland Magic. In this edition of the pod, our tip-off edition, the Orlando Magic Pod Squad guys, Dante Marcatelli and George Galante, Go one-on-one with Lakeland Magic Assistant General Manager Tunjay Adedipe. But before we get to that conversation, I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about what we're going to be doing on this podcast. I'll be joining for episode number two as we talk with Anthony Parker, the Lakeland Magic General Manager. But we've got a ton to get to. We're going to talk with executives, coaches, players, both current and former, some guys who are overseas playing after a stint with the Lakeland Magic to give you a better idea as to what's going on in the NBA G League. We're also going to talk to some of the best and brightest from the NBA's G League to give you an idea as to what's going on around that league as it gets bigger and bigger year in and year out. So I'm very excited to kind of be kicking this project off, to be starting down this road with you as we take a deeper look into what's going on down the road in Lakeland, in the NBA G League, the affiliate of the Orlando magic but let's get to that tip-off edition the first episode of this podcast the first of many the orlando magic pod squad guys dante marcatelli and george galante they went one-on-one with lakeland magic assistant general manager tunji adedipe a guy who's been in the g league for quite some time one of the most knowledgeable guys that i've ever met in the the inner workings of the nba g league uh and he's quite a character as well so let's get to that conversation dante george and tunji And welcome,
1: everyone, to another edition of Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, and Adetunji Adedipe, the assistant general manager from the Lakeland Magic. George, I don't know about you, but I am excited for this guest that we have. Tunji, welcome to the Pod Squad. It's
2: great to talk to you. I appreciate it, guys. Happy to be here. Do you know how long
3: tunji has been asking to be be a guest with us, by the way?
2: Yes. Yes. I think this goes back to,
3: let's see. How long have you been with us, Toonji? Uh, three years, three seasons now?
2: Uh, no, that's kind of messed up. Five seasons. Five seasons with the Magic. what so I'm saying. And right. Lakeland. Yep. That includes the internship He was available, 42 people canceled,
1: and he was able to come through today, and we are excited about that. So.
3: Toonji, all it took was a pandemic. All it took was a pandemic, and you're on.
2: Hey, God works mysterious ways. I'll take it. I'll take it.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Dante's face looks frozen. I don't know. Can you see him over there, dude?
2: Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, there you go. Now
1: he's back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Apologize for okay. that technology, but uh, anyway, we're. Uh, I know uh, you're doing a great job with the Lakeland, with the Lakeland Magic, and a lot to get into. But for those that don't know, you are a Cleveland native, right? You are. You have roots in Ohio, which, you know, we certainly don't hold against anybody. But uh, you're you're proud of your Cleveland roots, and and as you can see right behind me, this fine gentleman. George we made a, a you know a nice friendly wager when the Patriots played the Browns that the winner would have the loser would have to wear the other team's jersey so this 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 jersey is coming your way Toonji, and you can you can sport that nicely can't
2: wait can't can't wait
1: but can
3: we put a little background on some of that though because Tunji comes into the office every you know when training camps rolling around and preseasons rolling around for the yeah. NFL he comes in would you say he comes in hot Dante he comes in hot yeah he, he comes in, in the a lot I'm of in hot uh, lukewarm? I would lukewarm. hate hot. Then hot would be ridiculous for you. And you're a huge Browns guy. You're a huge Indians guy. You've dealt with a lot of disappointment too.
2: is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I, I don't look at this disappointment. I mean, inevitably the Browns have to be good, and you went here from Cleveland. Like it's it's the Browns a bust you know. And we're gonna be good one day this year.
1: You know, I understand. That's that's what from what I understand, there is a fierce loyalty to that to that Cleveland. Browns. And I'm not lying. I would like to see the Browns be successful. I think that would be a lot of fun. And I know when that day comes, what is that scene going to be like in the office when Toonji strolls through there in 2016 uh,
2: at that Cleveland? Uh, HRB right behind me. Bad joke. Um, who's your quarterback? And you're a Giants fan. I mean,
1: Good point. I'm that's
2: ready. all. Yes, ready. Man, that's all ready
1: you're, not, uh, you're not high on Jared Stidham? You know what? I'm going to be a big oh. fan right down the road. I'm very excited to go to – Go to Tim. I respect that. Tunji, For
3: those that don't know your journey, get let, let's take it all the way back, all the way back to before you went to Ohio University. Before, just give everybody a little background on, on who Tunji is.
2: Uh, so you know, I grew up the son of Nigerian immigrants, proud of, of my heritage. Grew up, uh, born in Cali, but grew up in Cleveland. Um, just in a academically oriented family, where it was. Sports like the last kind of like a late bloomer, my parents didn't let me play sports until I got to high school um, just because, you know, they wanted me the best I could be academically. And I kind of didn't live to the standards a little bit out of reach. But eventually I got there and I was fortunate enough to finally play sports and kind of like blossomed and had like a a weird path where I walked on the football. Uh, Didn't really work out, walked on the basketball and, you know, just found my way into the Magic organization. So you played no, no
3: sports in high school, none.
2: Uh, so, so funny story. When I was a freshman, I had my gym teacher, Mr. Mental, um, craziest dude I've ever met, but honestly grateful for him. And he, I had gym first period seven thirty, and he was like, Hey, you know, I went to like a predominantly like uh, Jewish school at the time. So it wasn't really too many, like six, five, um, guys. So he asked me, he's like, basically told me if you don't play basketball, I'm going to fail you in gym. And I think he called my mom and dad like 26 times. They were, opposed to it because they thought it would distract from my studies. And I probably could have done a better job. Nonetheless, my parents woke me up, like, one morning of the day of trials. and were like, we're only letting you do this because God won't stop calling. I ended up playing for him. He made me do uh, 100 left-hand layups, 100 right-hand layups. The kid who passed me, he let him be on the team because he passed. And um, every day it was just, like, verbal abuse. That's kind of where I get my mental toughness from. Um, And I was told not to shoot, just get rebounds, block shots. And if I was uh, two feet from the basket, go ahead and put it in. Otherwise, throw it out or get cussed out and, and not play.
1: How about that? So, did you did you watch sports, Tunji? Did you, was there a sports you gravitated to, or I know you were forced into basketball, so you'd pass PE? But uh, is that was that your first love, or how did how did that all how did that all go?
2: Um, I mean, my first love was basketball. Kind of like one of my role models, besides my parents, is my uncle Tokes. Uh, he kind of lived with us. He's a doctor, but growing up as a Nigerian, all you know is a king. So. I was kind of a mischievous kid, didn't really do anything crazy. But like my parents also, you know, being African parents were very, very hard. So, you know, you breathe the wrong way, you might get in trouble. Um, so I spent a lot of time indoors and we would watch the Hakeem. I love my uncle. I idolized him and just kind of watching the Hakeem play David Robinson, the Hakeem play Shaq. That's kind of what really got me into it. And another thing was because I was always grounded, I could only play video games. So I would Super Nintendo, PlayStation. I would play a little bit, simulate the season. Play with the Cavs um, as a Cleveland native, and they were bad at the time. And try to, like, hoodwink the computer into, like, making trades. And hopefully within two, three years, had the Cavs win a championship. And that's kind of, like, what I got into. And then as my body developed, football uh, took hold, and I just fell in love with that. I love, I love my brownies, and that, that was a great experience. All right,
3: and then tell everybody after you went, you walked on at Ohio U, and then your path then to, to the Magic and, and then eventually to, to Lakeland.
1: Well, I think real quick, yeah, you got yeah, to, It's very interesting, George. He was part of some success at OU, and yeah, he's uh, going brush over that in the NCAA tournament. To answer any question we've thrown out at you, team. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't brush past that, that big, uh, that big OU win against the Hoyas. All right, come
2: on now. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean, I, I did at football. Our team actually got really good, and I uh, just the learning curve was too much. So. You know, I would spend my summers, I was 166 pounds when I graduated, just try to put on weight. Football didn't work out. So I would actually go to the rec center and hoop against normal competition. And one of the GAs, Chris Cobina, saw it, kind of told the new coach, John Gross at the time, like, and they needed bodies. Some kids had gotten kicked off. Some kids had gotten hurt. New coach, new system. So I ended up practicing with them. And the coach kind of was like, hey, we don't have enough numbers. Would you like to walk on? You'll never play. You'll never do anything. And I kind of was like, You know, football didn't work out. My parents hated the idea of sports, but I said okay and took it as a challenge, ended up starting some games, was a captain, and um, we had the greatest moment ever where um, we were like an eight seed in the MAC tournament, and we were able to knock off Ball State, go to Cleveland, where I was from, a beautiful, amazing uh, run led by DJ Cooper, Devon Washington, Armand Bassett, and we went to Providence, Rhode Island, um, which was special. My best friend Eliana was able to go, and we beat the Hoyas, you know, and I was able to contribute 60 seconds of like toughness against Greg Monroe great picture Facebook profile pic and uh, you know now and for the rest of that for the rest of that semester you know we would go to burrito buggy Chipotle and it was it was free it was it was great what wasn't free it was discounted
1: well, right. any, highly discounted any problems? <laughs> exactly,
2: <great>. any problems? <laughs> disclaimer but yeah no it was amazing and you know I, I did more God allowed me to do more than I ever thought I would be able to do um, even with football and basketball. And I think the lessons I learned from being a walk-on to playing and being in the rotation a little bit um, kind of helped me on my journey as I kind of saw like roadblocks and pitfalls, you know, to kind of like reaffirm my faith in him, have a great support system, just weather whatever adversity I, I had. When did your now? But when did
3: your parents start to come around, Tungji? Because you're playing a lot of sports, but you keep telling me, "Oh, they're not very happy. They're not." When when did they start, or have they not come around? Do they or are they still not happy, Tungji? Like, like
2: this- uh, I'll I'll keep it real. Um, and my I love my mom and dad, and not until I got older, as most kids did, did I understand that the way that they raised me and my sisters was amazing. You know, as like a young minority, Saturday mornings it wasn't cartoons, it wasn't go ride the bikes. Saturday morning was coming downstairs to see Pops. He had your school curriculum. He would write out questions. He'd write out problems. I I learned vocab words. And they kind of make fun of me in my scouting reports because I implement them. And he never really came around. When I played basketball, I didn't tell them. They actually found out. I don't know why my dad Googled my name, but he Googled it and he was hot because he was just like, you have 1% chance to make it to the NBA, which I thought I had five. And... (laughs) Um, He thought I was going to take away from my studies, but um, they didn't come around, honestly, until I got named assistant GM. I think it was just a slow news day. It kind of got picked up on Hoops Hype and Twitter, and somebody put it on my Facebook, which led all of the Nigerians to like repost it, and now my mom and dad were like, oh, our son, you know? Yeah. Like, hey. That's I, mean, I know they always believed in me, but they were just like, yo, why don't you find... Growing up Nigerian, it's either become a doctor or a lawyer, so this they didn't really understand but over time they've kind of just they've been my biggest fans and I'm so grateful for them. Explain that to
1: Angie because we've heard that before about Nigerian parents and, and there's a lot of uh, you know there's a, a lot of countries that feel that way as well but uh, but what, what where does that come from that there's there's big expectations they, they wanted you to be a doctor or a lawyer and and why why do,
2: why does sports have a negative connotation? Um, I mean honestly I think the one saving grace if I had to play soccer because my dad loves soccer, um, okay. I think he'd been okay. That'd been like the one exception, but I think for a lot of them, it's just like Nigeria is such a great place and such an amazing country filled with hard workers that when they come here, and especially in the '80s and '90s, there's a lot of hardships that they had to face. So I think a lot of them just having endured that realized that in order to be successful, you have to have advanced degrees. And you know, like I would say, like seventy percent of my family, and I have a big family, like doctors. Um, my mom, my dad, my sister are doctors, and my little sister's in law school. Um, and that's just kind of what it was. I mean, I started in law school, um, but I lost, like, my best friend in the whole world. She uh, passed away, unfortunately, and kind of that was, like, the catalyst to switch me. But, you know, I was kind of on that path from undergrad to grad school, law school. But I just think when you're a when you're Nigerian kid, your parents want what's best for you, and academics to them is, is it. You don't really see anybody but Hakeem at that time. Yeah. Now you have a whole bunch of like Nigerians and Nigerian Americans who are killing the sports industry and the music scene. But at that time when we were growing up, you had a King and Andy Eby didn't really do anything, and Michael Candy was whatever. But um, yeah, just Dr. Lawyer. That's kind of what it is. So how much?
3: How much law school did you get done before? So I finished the
2: year. I finished the year, but uh, that's kind of like that's on my bucket list. Before I, uh, before I leave this earth, I'll, I'll finish. Just because I never quit on anything, and I know my mom is like, no matter how much success I could be a, a GM one day, she'd be like, Are You go finish law school. So that's like, well, kind of like, you guys,
1: you guys have had success, Toonji. In fact, more than anybody in the last three years, I think it's 84, 85 wins in the G League, which is a testament to you guys and the, the job that you've done. 25 and 17 this year before the stoppage, I think you had about seven or eight games left. You guys were fourth in the East again. You guys were headed to another postseason. What is it about uh, about yourself, Anthony Parker, Shelly Wilkes, that that team that's there in place, that culture that you guys are fostering in Lakeland that, that's kind of helped build this success?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't start by thanking, you know, like Jeff and John for giving us the opportunity and putting Stan AP and myself together, um, Matt Lloyd and Prosper for just being great resources. Um, and Kevin Tiller for answering all my calls when I just go crazy. Yes. Um, but honestly, like a lot of the success, it starts with AP. AP is, you know, growing up in Cleveland, he played with LeBron. Mm-hmm. And growing up in a Jewish area where he was the legend in Israel, he was actually one of my favorite players. So to be able to work with somebody that I look up to as like a big brother um, and somebody that's so accommodating, so secure in himself, that's like open up the pathway has allowed me to become stronger and allowed me to help Trent Pennington, our basketball operations coordinator, become stronger. And I think having your front office that strong in the G League. And then having, you know, just being around AP who played, Johnny Taylor who played, who can relate to players, helps. But the biggest thing for Lakeland is the culture. I mean, you come here and you come in text, and it's just like us, how we're talking. Me and AP had these same conversations. Me and Stan had these same conversations. You know, in fact, when the news dropped about us having the most wins, Stan went, you know, crazy you can't tell him anything right now like his this swag is through the roof but I mean it's just, it's just good when you work with people that you can engage in, in and uh great dialogue with and argue with and we all kind of see things the same way but we're all open to change and I think that's been reflected in like our rosters and our implementations of lineups and we always just all talk we talk basketball we all roast each other and we all you know we do everything I think just having that closeness outside of the X's and O's, outside of the right personnel. And, and, and I'll, Josh Mujette would kill me if I didn't say this. We would have won the G League Championship this year. We right? would have won it. One, that
1: good.
2: I mean, I mean, we won, we won six in a row when we got meal to right. come back, which was a big boost. Josh Majet took his game to another level. Um, but we were winning six in a row with B.J. Johnson, had suffered an injury, um, and he had been out, and Vic Law had been out. And when you put, you know, B.J. Johnson, Vic Law, if Melvin would have been with us, Emil and Josh, you just have such high cerebral players. And our bench had just, I mean, the great thing for us is we had some injuries. So our bench had to step up early. And that's kind of what we had last year. And our bench really kind of took hold of like what we were telling them to stay ready. And I was just like, we could play nine, 10 people. And if you have Emil, you have Josh Mitchell, you have Vic Law, BJ Johnson, Melvin, or Sonny. It's its a nightmare. And we were, And we were beating good teams. So I really think like, it sucks because the second year in a row, I feel like that, but I feel like we would have won it all.
3: How hard is it the way, like you said, the, the team had won six in a row. The team was rolling. I mean, really, really rolling. Uh, how hard was it when the news came down that the season was postponed at, at that point? right?
2: Honestly, for me, it was just difficult. Like I was just in my own kind of world with some other stuff that I was kind of dealing with. So it was, it was difficult. And then you know, the whole coronavirus thing was happening. And like I said, my family's a lot of healthcare professionals. So it, it was just bad timing. But, you know, God makes some mistakes. And the thing for us is like that AP always says is we just gear up and we do it again. Um, we'll get one of them eventually as long as, you know, the three of us and our support staff can stay together. It's inevitable, I, I believe. Tunji, how hard
3: is it to keep that cohesion? You know, guys are up and down all the time, and, you know, you're losing guys to injury, and then you're getting guys, you know, maybe they're not magic. How hard is it to keep the train moving in the right direction when the pieces are moving all the time?
2: I mean, it's difficult, but, like, kind of with our closeness, we have kind of bred um, extensive communication. And, And it's difficult, but, I mean, like Coach Cliff, and we talk to him a lot, Coach Delaney, uh, Merv and Pete, kind of just tracking the days. We have a really great um, group in Lakeland and Orlando. And AP and I, being Orlando Magic employees, who you know, do our, our scouting and then also run Lakeland. And being able to be that bridge, it allows us all to kind of just – I mean, it's tough, but, like, we communicate. So, I mean, you see it when, when we're trying to get the call-ups and the assignments. It, a lot goes into it, but we thank God for Coach Clifford and Coach Delaney and their willingness to let us map it out. So we try to map out, like, what it will look like in advance, and I think it's been successful.
1: Tunji, you mentioned Stan and, and how proud he is and how excited he is with once he found out this, you know, the most wins in the G League in the last three years. George did some intel, and he found out that you kind of have a way of keeping Stan humble is kind of how I'll put it. And, is yep. that, just, just fill us in a little bit. Peel the curtain back on that relationship.
2: It sounds like a good one. He,
3: he said it a lot nicer than I told him, by the way. He said it a, much more diplomatic than me. Yeah,
2: no. Ap aps has really helped me to be PC, and I I credit him for that. Um, I think it's showing in this interview. Um, but like with Stan, you know, you know how coaches are. Coaches get riled up. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes Stan's just not feeling it, and uh, me and Stan, Stan and I have gotten to the spot where I can kind of give Stan that look. If Stan's just you know, being a coach, I can kind of pull him aside and be like, Yo, Stan, you're tripping. And he'd be like, Nah, Stan, you're tripping. He'd be like, You know what, too. I'm tripping, but there's two stands. You got Stan on the court, super intense, which is kind of what we need, and obviously from our record, he's he's been amazing. But as soon as Stan takes one step off that court, it's a different guy. That's like Grandpa Stan when he sees his grandbabies and hey guys, woo! These guys were a little agitated tonight, were they or were you agitated? You know, it's just <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, but but I love it. You know, I I take that with a badge of honor whenever you know, Stan may go row, they, they call it a Stan stopper. And I'll, I'll come in and be like, Stan, you're tripping. And I love that. See, that's going to help. Like,
1: that's going to help you huge. It's not help it. it's not now, Tunji, let me sure. ask you this. I, I lay it out for us, because I wh- I want to know what's the most difficult part uh, of, of your role in your situation. Because I imagine, also conversely, the most rewarding has to be a night when we're in Los Angeles and your guy, B.J. Johnson, is called into duty. <laughs> course nine points and helps us get a win in LA against the Lakers I imagine that's probably one of the most rewarding so what's what is the most rewarding and and what can be the most difficult at times
2: honestly I mean that that was I remember that night I almost got a noise complaint um all the (laughs) excitement that I wanted to all the excitement that I wanted to experience during Browns games I kind of let out when DJ kind of went off and And you were holding it you
3: were holding it in that long and that's a long time
2: Hey, George, I'm going to let you know this. You're a Giants fan. You have one more comment. I'm going off. Okay? That's fine. That's comment. fine.
3: Got pl- we got plenty of time. Plenty of time. See
2: work, if you can- <laughs> um, But the, the most rewarding. Hold me, AP's,
3: AP's calling. He said he, you got to work on your PC. You got to work on your PC.
2: Yeah, I'll read it out. See, I'm bringing it down. You know, yeah. if you can look like tunes. No, I don't you know, do, do that. I'd like
1: to see it go off. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want to George.
2: Definitely. And I, I want you to take but that post. But, but you really must have it. been yeah, you
1: must have been pretty proud that night. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no
2: I, 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 was, I was definitely proud. And I, I think my most the most rewarding part for me, honestly, and um, is this, we have this guy, Trent Pennington, he's great, and he's like a young up-and-comer. And kind of just like the most rewarding for me is to kind of like show him everything that AP showed me, show him everything I've learned, and to watch him grow into a young executive and watch him grow into somebody who's gonna take over. You know, this basketball industry, honestly, him, Remy um, Michael Fraction, like our two associates this past season, just kind of being in a position to where, like, I may be younger than a lot of people or I may be peers a lot of people, but being in a position to where I can effectuate change and help them grow, honestly, like, that's the greatest gift that, you know, I've been given.
1: And when it's difficult –
2: that's, that's the most rewarding
1: for me. What are the tough – what are the tough parts? What are the things – that, that you struggle? Is similar to, to anybody in any job? Where where are the times when it gets difficult?
2: The times when it gets difficult for me are probably, you know, because I also have my role with Orlando and yeah. the scouting and going to the college games and watching the NBA games and uh, international. So kind of just trying to balance the both while still finding time for the things that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably when it's most challenging. Um, I think this, this year was kind of an anomaly for me, but most years I've kind of – started to figure out, like, what my speed is. Um, but, you know, I still struggle with it as any human would be when you kind of have a full play. But I, w- I wouldn't take it – I wouldn't give it back for anything. So,
3: Tunji, give give uh, Orlando Magic fans a little insight on maybe guys that they don't see – you know, they see on our roster but they don't necessarily see on the court a whole lot. B.J. Johnson, uh, Vic Law, those guys specifically. And maybe even Josh Majette and, uh, and Emile a little bit too.
2: Uh, you talking about within Lakeland?
3: Yeah, well, like how they're how they're performing in Lakeland and and what they're doing well and what their strengths are.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, and I'm gonna miss some people out, so I hope nobody from Lakeland listens. That's to okay. This,
3: they probably you know, all like, are
2: uh, going to, so don't leave anybody out. Of, of I course. I there. mean, first, first of all, all of our all of our player development starts with like our coaching staff and our player development strength coaches. at for we've been like number one in three point percentage the last two years. So like a lot of that is like. To him and our coaching staff coming back at like 9, 10, 11, 12 at night. Johnny Taylor, you know, like getting these guys in the Joe Can, and him, and Michael can
1: we get some of that, by the way? We'll take <laughs> yeah, some of that, sure.
2: by the way. Thank for you. For sure, for sure. I'm, I'm tell you, he's that guy. He it can get anybody right. But um, Hassani Gravett, like, kind of, South Carolina started slow, progressed as the season went on when he kind of found his, his niches, like a combo guard, shot the ball well, flourished around Josh Michette, Andrew Rousey, walking bucket. You know, you look at him when he comes on the court. Um, I think somebody once asked me if that was – if he was in most states AAU team, if he was on most space AAU team, and then he gave him 30. Um, you know, he's a certified uh, flamethrower. John Davis took a big step from Charlotte, kind of our guards. And then, you know, you have, like, the Justin Jackson's, Isaac Humphreys. Um, those are kind of the guys that you know more because they've had good college careers. But, honestly, like, our whole team is great, and I could spend 45 minutes. I'm not going to. But we just – we, we have a good team of guys that all are complimentary players. And if we need them to can kind of play outside the role, um, play outside of their required expectation while still fulfilling, like playing within the role and helping us like produce winning basketball.
1: You know, it's interesting too. And we're, we're all part of the same family, same organization. And, and we get, you know, we spend a lot of time around Josh Majet. We spend a lot of time around Emil Jefferson, uh, all these guys when they get their opportunity we want so badly for them to succeed we want it to go well and not saying it didn't you know the, the opportunity may come later or, or with somebody else or down the road but how do those guys take it like how difficult is it and, and is that where you come into do you kind of have to help and kind of build them back up a little bit because you know this is the, the goal is for them they want to play in the NBA and when they get an opportunity and, and now they kind of got to work their way back up again how what are the challenges with that? And I'm, I'm sure it's be for anybody, but I'm sure that's where you really excel to.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it first starts with, like I said, communication. Like, we're always telling these guys, like, kind of like the best case scenario, the likely scenario, the worst case scenario before we even answer these negotiations about a two-way. So it's kind of just like full. We kind of know what it is, but it's more of a testament to the guys that we bring in. I mean, if you look at the Troy Copains, the Emils, the BJs, the Vicks, the Josh's, um, even the first who would like Jamel, those are kind of guys who, when they came in and whatever the circumstance was, they were adaptable. And that's kind of – that's like one of the prerequisites that we kind of look for when we get guys is what's your personality. I mean, in Orlando, we spend a lot of time on Intel, same thing with Lakeland. So a lot of these guys don't – they get it. And we've had older guys in Lakeland because of kind of how our roster's been situated to where they kind of understand Josh had been on a two-way, Emil had been in the system. Um, so when they come down, it's not so much as a talk about, are you okay? Uh, this is why this is happening. It's just more so like, you know, we're talking about other things. We're talking about life. We're talking about um, Josh and his wife, you know, Emil and his girl, Emil and like Duke or whatever. But, you know, we, we've just been fortunate that the two-way guys we have they don't need much maintenance. And they see what they learned from Coach Clifford as invaluable you know one day Josh will be a a head coach of an NBA team so him being around Cliff Delaney and all them he's still he's still kind of like feeding one of his appetites you know in a meal just kind of getting the reps going against NBA bodies going against J.I.'s length and Mo's length and A.G.'s athleticism kind of is invaluable for him so you know we're just we're just honestly fortunate to have high character guys who don't require maintenance.
1: See, George, it's a testament to that. I mean, you're around them, and you you write the releases, and you see them. When these guys, man, when they get in, you, we're all in on them. You want to see it go bananas like it did with you know with BJ in LA, and and you root for these guys. And it's the same with Orlando and Lakeland. They just kind of value these character guys.
3: It's really tough. It's really tough to watch the up and down, and and I, I spent a little bit of time in minor league hockey, and I know how that is. I just know. You know, these guys are on, they're hungry. You know, they all have the same goal. They all, you know, it's not, they didn't take the same path as a lot of NBA players did. And they're still in the middle of that grind. And when, talk about that grind though, Tunji, because that grind is not easy, what these guys go through.
2: No, the grind isn't easy for anybody, really players, coaches, uh, front office. I mean, I, I, you know, I live in downtown Atlanta and I drive, you know, an hour um, there and back for practices and games um, because one of our biggest things is just being around um, the guys, practice, uh, team events, anything. So, I mean, it's tough when you're in Erie and you go to Grand Rapids and it's tough when you go home for Christmas and you got to fly to, like, Austin, Texas on the 26th in the morning. I think we went to Scotts this year. But honestly, like, when you kind of have a leader like AP, and even on the business side like Shelly, because I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about our business team, and Shelly and every single person in that business team and how they support us and how they work with us. Like, you know, I'm talking to Aaron Hayes 45 times a day to move player appearances here. He's, I, I try to have a hands-on approach in everything and trying to figure out how we can feed, like give the corporate partners what they need while still prioritizing rest and recovery. And it's and it's a grind. And sometimes guys will feel some kind of way because they did come from big schools. And so for us, it's just like that communication, it's that we all spend time with different guys. I'm not spending time with Emil Jefferson every single day because, you know, that's my guy. You know, I'm going to spend time with every single person um, and at least figure out something that we can relate on and something that the conversations can go on the bus, you know. And, and biggest thing for me that I brought uh, from George Robin, who was like my first boss, was whenever I can sit down and have dinner with you, on the road, if we're in Erie, I'm going to take three guys. But well, I'm not going to take three guys who kick it all the time. I'm going to take three guys who may, may be cool. I just don't see it. But to me, they're not cool. And we'll sit down, we'll break bread, and we'll just talk about anything but basketball. And I think those little, like, five, ten-minute conversations, those little dinners, they go a yeah. long way in helping guys buy in. Yeah. Plus, plus, we live in Florida, which is way better than Erie, Pennsylvania. That's why what he keeps inviting right?
1: us to dinner, George. He doesn't think <laughs> they're <make it> cool.
2: <laughs> he just it he makes, just makes you're almost there.
1: Hey, we got, we got a couple of questions for you that came in, too, and I, I'd love to hit on some of those. And, and I think we can kind of tie two of these together. But um, this one question came in and said, as NBA playoffs were nearing, who do you think has or had the best chance to get called up for a playoff push? And I'd like to kind of maybe tie that in to Melvin Frazier. Just kind of give us an update on when a guy comes down like that, and let's say he was going to come back to Orlando for the playoff, Push in, in the postseason. What, how are you guys developing him? And, and uh, you know, and, and was that a guy that, that Magic might have called back for, for a playoff
2: play? Yeah, I mean, um, that I hate to keep using this word communication, but just like the communication that AP and I have with John and, and Cliff and Delaney um, as to how to kind of maneuver assignments in two ways um, has really helped. I mean, if you look at Melvin Frazier, he kind of spent more time in Lakeland this year um, and you can kind of see if you watch like his Lakeland games and I know Julie's tough for some, but you can kind of see him developing as like a defender and you can see his shooting kind of solidifying um, and him doing some things. Um, I-, I thought this year was great for Melvin. Melvin was a big piece, especially with um, Orlando having Vic um, called up for a while us having Melvin. He was a part of that six game streak to where he was providing great value as a defender guarding shooting guarding forwards and then hitting spot threes and having that familiarity with Josh Pichette and then having familiarity with Emil when he came back just kind of allowed him to kind of play his actual NBA role, which, you know, I thought will serve him well as we move forward um, to next season and beyond. But I thought his time in the G League this year was well served and definitely grateful for his contributions.
3: Tunji how does it help you guys with Pat Pat Delaney was a head coach in the G League Steve Hetzel was a head coach in the G League how how does it help the cohesion or or does it just enhance what you guys what you've already talked about the communication and everything else because we have guys on our NBA bench that understand how the G League works and and the way guys move up and down and things like that
2: oh I mean it's been amazing um I still remember when I was an intern, my first game, we played can't charge. Hetzel was a coach. He got tossed. I had to walk into the locker room. We've been close ever since. He probably <laughs> doesn't remember that, but, you know, <laughs> I do. Um, but having Hetzel and having Delaney, it's, it's amazing because a lot of the things that, like, we may think and we don't really want to say because our primary focus is to help facilitate Orlando and, and, and feed our needs here. But, you know, just them kind of having me cognizant of, like, the nuances of the G League has been great for us because they work so well with us, and I know it's not like that in a lot of situations. And them, even downstairs in the um, training room, everybody supports. Everybody knows what's going on with Lakeland. David Bench and his analytics staff do a good job of, like, sending out these, the stuff to everybody so they kind of know what's going on, where we rank, how we've kind of done analytically. And having everybody support the team. And when we have training camp and our uh, exhibit tents and two ways come in, Jacob Diamond Sid, showing them love Becky Bonner and Kevin showing them so much love as a group, it goes a long way. Um, and just making guys feel like, Hey, I may be playing for Lakeland, but I'm a part of the Orlando magic family. And I think that's a large part of our success as well.
1: Yeah, no, it's terrific. We got another question here. Tunji. It says uh, we've seen massive growth in the G league in the last few years. What do you think the next five look five years look like uh, in, in regards to the G league? I mean, we're headed towards every team having their own affiliate, right? I think that's that's pretty close. Yeah. And what do you think the next five years look like?
2: I mean, honestly, I think the next five years will just continue to grow. I think you'll see even more games on ESPN. If you kind of go on, like, ESPN Plus, you'll see G-League games aired more. You'll see them more on uh, NBA TV. Gatorade's partnership was just uh, monumental in terms of, like, taking to the G-League to the next level. I think the NBA's done a great job of marketing its brand to different – you know, economic groups and more people have kind of bought into the NBA and as a result of that more kids are playing basketball and we have a surplus of talent in the NBA and that's kind of affected, I mean, enhanced the G League because now you're seeing more first round uh, picks playing in the G League uh, their draft year and, you know, for for young aspiring executives or coaches I think that helps them accelerate their path. I, I don't think I'd be talking to you guys or be where I'm at in the Orlando Magic organization if I didn't the G League didn't create that pathway for me to have this access in these conversations with Jeff, John, Matt. Um, But, you know, just just from a business standpoint, uh, front office and coaching, there's so much access to having hands on assignments and having hands on first round picks and scouting. And for the players, it's just like, you can elevate your profile as an NBA player or an overseas candidate by going at these uh, high level guys or, or big name guys.
1: Well, I think the thing that we're excited about and excited for you, Toonji, is I, I, I'd, I'd love to know from you what your goal is. And, and I don't know if, you know, we can maybe end on this, George, unless you've got something else to do. I, I have
3: one more thing for him, yeah, but we
1: can, we can do it separate. As, it's, 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 not it's not that bad, Toonji. It's, it's a But, it's a, but a, as far as uh, I imagine the goal one day for you is to be an NBA GM. I imagine. And I can see with your skill set and, and the way you kind of probably speak your mind at times that would be good. I, I could see you being, being somebody that would be – that would have no problem making
2: difficult decisions. Is that the
1: goal? Do you, do you want to be a GM one day?
2: Um, I mean, that is my goal, Lord willing. Um, I would love to be a GM um, of anywhere. Um, yeah. But, you know <laughs> – right. But, yeah, I mean, that, that is my dream. That is my dream. And uh, But, you know, if I don't get there, honestly, I, I won't look at it as like a failure because keeping it real, I, I never – would have anticipated that I would be where I'm at or to have experienced like the success that God has enabled me to. So honestly, I just, I'm just thankful for like every day that I get to, that I, my key card still works and I can still get in. <laughs> I'm with you. Will he talk to
1: us, team George, team when he becomes time. a GM, will he, will he talk to us, George? Oh, when he becomes,
2: no, no, absolutely not. Hey, no. hey, hey, my, my swipe will be so astronomically high.
3: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, you no, What? will never happen. it will never. That's why we
1: value this. We've got it recorded so we can hold on to it. Right, right, right. I,
3: I kind of. This is this is. I don't want to just end on yours, Dante. We can hold Tunji on the line afterwards to get this other thing out of the way. But your your last question was so good that I I don't want to add anything more. I really don't. I'd like to see Tunji play a little guitar, but I I don't think that's I don't think.
2: Oh man. I got out so, of the original, too. Uh, so so I, have, I have my guitar. I brought Ooh, it. Oh, yeah. Then we can go <laughs> for the guitar. All right, go no, ahead. No, no, no. No, no, But two things. One, I get stage fright, and I know my mom and dad are eventually going to listen or watch this. Yeah. And I played for them last week, and my sisters and they laughed for 15 minutes. <laughs> so it was a little, it was a little, wait, are you guys done? It was a little setback. So after that, I had to retool some things. I've decided that uh, on May 3rd, uh, my birthday, I'll be playing Tenerife Sea by Ed Sheeran. I'll send you guys copies. But this is not the the proper forum for me to, you know, initially let you guys hear what I've been working on. But But I am nice. I'm a mix between like John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, a little bit of Jack Johnson and Lenny Kravitz. And you just started playing
3: when? When did you just start playing? When this started, right?
2: The pandemic started? No, no, George. I've been playing for a couple of years, but seriously, since the pandemic. But we have so much time with the pandemic, I've been practicing. So I'm like, I'm yeah, Yeah, Well, that's good. And I'm taking voice lessons. So I'll kind of give you the vocals and the guitar. Just wait for it.
1: And in okay. just a couple of years, he's uh, he's as good as the, the five or six best in the world right now. That's right. A- I mean, it's
3: no big deal. It's uh, that's, fine. That's,
1: that's, it's, very good. Anything, that's that's possible. anything <laughs> is possible. Anything uh, is possible. Yes, it is. Well, listen, man, keep up the good work. We look forward to following your career and your success. And I uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so
0: much.